Welcome to the Kerwin Baptist Church broadcast today. Our desire is for the Word of God to be spread throughout the world so that all may know Christ. Join us now for a portion of one of our services here at Kerwin Baptist Church, located in Kernersville, North Carolina. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, and I, I don't know about you, but I have thoroughly enjoyed learning about the ark and just how it constantly points to Christ. Everything in God's Word either points towards, points to, or points back to Christ. It's great. Genesis chapter 8, verse 1, one of the best phrases in the Bible. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. The fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. By the way, let me just say this. Um, I had an individual ask, or a couple actually, he's like, where does the Bible say that, that there had never been rain? And in Genesis chapter 2, verses 5 through 6, we'll tell you that how it explains that rain had not fallen on the earth. And then obviously, just a few chapters later, we find uh, Noah in the ark, and this is the first time that it had rained. Look at verse 3. And the waters returned from off the earth continually, or basically drained, obviously. And after the end of the hundred and fifty days, the waters were abated. And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. We again, I'm, I'm not meaning to um, go back and, and review, but this verse, obviously, the seventh month, seventeenth day of the month, According to the Jewish calendar, the ark rested on exactly the same day that Jesus rose from the grave on the third day after dying on the cross. Let me mention this. Verse, you know, there might be some that weren't here. Verse 5, And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month. In the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountains seen. And it came to pass at the end of forty days that Noah opened the window of the ark which he had made. And he sent forth a raven, which, which went forth to and fro, until the waters were dried up from off the earth. Also he sent forth a dove from him, to see if the waters were abated from off the face of the ground. But the dove found no rest for the sole of her foot, and she returned unto him into the ark. For the waters were on the face of the whole earth. Notice this, then he put forth his hand, and took her, and pulled her in unto him into the ark." And he stayed yet other seven days, and again he sent forth the dove out of the ark. And the dove came into him in the evening, and lo, in her mouth was an olive leaf plucked off. So Noah knew that the waters were abated from off the earth. And he stayed yet other seven days, and sent forth the dove, which returned not again unto him any more. Now, obviously, we, we find in these verses, and we'll explain these a little bit. Look at verse 15. And God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife, and thy sons, and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee, of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle, and of every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, and be fruitful, and multiply upon the earth." Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, and every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth, after their kinds went forth out of the ark. Now, very important, listen to verse 20. 
And Noah built an altar unto the Lord and took of every clean beast. Remember what we said, how the Bible said that they took seven of each kind of clean beast and two of unclean. And we find now what these clean animals we believe were used for food on the ark. And also Noah had to have those animals there, kept them alive the entire time so that when he got off the ark, he would have a clean animal to sacrifice unto the Lord, verse 20, and of every clean fowl and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a sweet savor. And the Lord said in his heart, I will not again curse the ground any more for man's sake. For the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth. Neither will I again smite any more every living thing as I have done. God said, I'm not going to wipe off an entire planet again like this. Verse 22, While the earth remaineth, seed time and harvest, and cold and heat, and summer and winter, and day and night, shall not cease. And ever since that moment, the sun comes up every morning, and the moon comes out, whether you can see it or not. Moon comes out, we have our seasons, we have our times. God's been running everything like clockwork since He promised it. Lord, we love You this morning, and Lord, as we look at this particular chapter, and Lord, as we have seen how this entire ark pointed at salvation through You, Lord, may we see that this ark also pictures the sovereignty which You possess. Lord, I pray that You'd bless in your precious name, and in Jesus' name we pray, amen. God remembered Noah. Number one this morning, and if you're keeping notes, I want you to write this down. These will be on the screen. As we look at this chapter, number one, I want you to see that we observe an act of grace. Look at verse one. And God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. First, we see personal grace. God remembered Noah. Then we see preserving grace because he remembered all, every living thing. So God obviously showed grace to Noah and he showed grace to mankind to preserve him. And we find something interesting about this phrase that God remembered Noah. This is an expression, as we would call it, after the manner of men. For the Bible says that none of God's creatures, much less of His people, are forgotten of God. Do you know that God keeps track of every little sparrow that flies? God remembers every little animal, and God remembered Noah. Now listen to me, I want you to understand this. The whole race of mankind, except for Noah and his family, was now extinguished. Every piece of mankind up until that point had been sent to the land of forgetfulness to be remembered no more. You know, the Bible makes it clear that, and I think of Matthew chapter 7, I think of chapter 11, I think of different places in Matthew, but especially where God says this, that not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter the kingdom of heaven. 
but he that doeth the will of my Father which is in heaven. Many will say to me in that day, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in thy name, and in thy name have cast out devils, and in thy name done many wonderful works? And this is what Jesus says, and then will I profess unto them, I never knew you. It's as if you've never existed, but God remembered Noah. And dear friend, if you've been saved by the grace of God, He will remember you. Dear friend, if you've never been saved, it's as if you will never have existed. You will spend a Christless eternity in hell. But if you put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, in Christ, just like Noah and his family trusted in the ark that, that God provided... God will remember you. I think of Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2. As you look at the fact that obviously Noah and these eight individuals were saved and everybody else was killed and the Bible says that God saw that man's imaginations were only evil continually. And God decided that he was going to kill all of mankind because they had become only evil. But God, that Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And I find something in Habakkuk chapter 3 verse 2. O Lord Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make known in wrath, remember mercy. And in God's wrath on mankind, he remembered mercy. An act of grace. God remembered Noah. Listen to me. If you have trusted yourself in Christ... He will one day remember you. Listen to me. Those that remember God shall certainly be remembered of Him. There will come a judgment day, whether you believe this or not, folks. There will come a day when God will return for us. There will be a tribulation period of seven years, and then God will return and we will have the thousand-year reign of Christ on the earth. And there will come judgment day, the judgment seat of Christ. And if you have not been saved, if you have never put... I didn't say if you've been baptized. I didn't say if you go to a church, if you put money in an offering. I didn't even say if you came up to an altar. Look at me, dear friend. If you have not put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, if you do not have a personal relationship with the Almighty God, look at me, that day, judgment seat of Christ, He will not remember you. It'll be done. You'll be like, but, but God, I was at Kerwin Baptist Church that day, and I went to church, and I gave him an offering, and I did all these things, but God will not remember you. He remembered Noah. Because Noah put his faith in God. God said it was going to rain. God said judgment was coming. God said build an ark. God said get on the ark, and Noah did just that. And everybody else rejected. And when you do what God says to do, and you obey Him, and you believe Him, and you believe His Word, and you put your trust in that, God says He'll remember you. But if you don't, dear friend, the day will come that you would give anything for Him to remember you, but He won't. 
And dear friend, I'm here to say, we, we, you know, we got NCAA going on right now. And we got ball teams playing each other. And, and you got thousands of people sitting there in that stadium. But there's nothing more important than what you're hearing from me this morning. If you die without Christ, you will spend an eternity in hell burning alive. I don't ever want you to say, I didn't say it to you. Dear friend, I'm here to say, if you want God to remember you like he remembered Noah, then you've got to do just like Noah. Like Noah put his faith and trust in God and entered into the ark. You've got to put your faith and trust in Christ and enter into salvation. An act of grace. By the way, dear friend, if you've been saved and the day comes, and you and I are at the judgment seat of Christ, but we're not going to be judged there. Because we've been saved. That, my dear friend, is grace. I want you to notice, secondly, we see an act of gentleness. Look, if you would, at verse 4. Genesis chapter 8, verse 4 and 5. Notice this, if you will. The Bible says, And the ark rested in the seventh month, on the seventeenth day of the month, upon the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the tenth month, in the tenth month, on the first day of the month, were the tops of the mountain seen. Notice this. The ark rested. Now this had to be some satisfaction to Noah that the house that he had been living in finally stopped moving. You ever ridden a tilt-a-whirl at the fair? Were you glad when it stopped moving? I was on one of those one time in high school. Somebody got sick. And their sickness covered everybody in the tilt-a-whirl. And then everybody got sick. Oh, were we glad when that thing stopped moving. Imagine Noah all this time. All these animals. And they had wives, so you know it was a rough trip. Oh, that I just killed that. Oh, my goodness. Let, woo, feel that. Woo, feel the heat. Hey, he had his sons, too. Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? You think you have it bad on your family vacation because your dog keeps coming up between the, like that? Imagine him. He had 35,000 species on that ark. The ark rested. By the way, it rested upon a mountain because it was directed by God, not by Noah. Listen to me. If Noah had been steering that ark, remember what we said last week? The ark wasn't made to sail, it was made to float. God didn't put a sail on it or a rudder. He didn't want Noah steering it. God was in control. God wanted to steer it. Do you think that Noah could have possibly maneuvered and, and, and changed that boat and steered that boat, do you think Noah could have possibly done it just right to rest on the mountaintop? The only reason he was safe is because God had control. And just to show how gentle God is, that ark rested on the mountaintop. You say, well, preacher, I don't understand why that is important. Listen to me, dear friend. Once you trust in the ark of salvation, you will find rest, the Bible says, for your soul. Why is that, preacher? Because peace only comes from Christ. 
Dear friend, you can run and run and run and try everything that this world has to offer and you think it's going to bring peace into your life and I'm here to tell you, you won't find it anywhere but in Jesus Christ. That's the only place your soul will ever find rest. An act of gentleness. I want you to notice, and I believe this is very, very important. Look at verses 1 and 2. This will actually be second on our outline as an act of power. Look, if you would, at the second part of verse 1. God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the cattle that was with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth and the waters assuaged. Notice this, the fountains also of the deep and the windows of heaven were stopped and the rain from heaven was restrained. Listen to me, did you see that? What an act of power. God commanded the wind. He simply looked at the wind and said, go, and it went. What a sovereign God. That God can even control the winds. Now, I'm not going to get started on this whole wind thing because the Bible speaks much about it. Proverbs chapter 30, verse 4, listen to this. Who hath ascended up into heaven or descended? Who hath gathered the wind in his fists. The Bible says that God has the winds in his fist. Listen to this, Psalm 135, 7. He causeth the vapors to ascend from the ends of the earth. He maketh lightnings for the rain. He bringeth the wind out of his treasuries. His treasuries. Listen to me, dear friend. That means that the wind is nothing but a resource to God. He keeps it in his treasury. And whenever he wants it, he can have it. Whatever he wants it to do, it will do. What a sovereign God. Psalm 148, 8 says, Fire and hail, snow and vapor, stormy wind fulfilling his word. Even the winds God will use to fulfill his word. You say, preacher, prove it. What do you think split the waters? As Moses was leading the children of Israel out of Egypt. And they came to the Red Sea. What do you think split the waters? Say, well, the waters just congealed. Well, why? Why do you think? Because God brought a wind. Listen to me. Not only did that wind that God brought part those waters, but the Bible says they went through on what? dry ground. Guess what the Bible says that this wind did when God brought it? It began to receive the water from off the earth. Where would that water go? It would have to go into the oceans and they were already up above the mountains. So where would that water go? Listen to me, dear friend, when you wash your hand at a restroom and you got hands and, and I don't like them when they have the, you got to put the thing and put it under the blower. I don't have patience for that. If I go in like this and I got to do that, I'm just going to go out and I'm going to hug my wife and wipe them on the back of her. <laughs> she doesn't realize it, but I don't like you going, I don't have time to do that. But what does that do? That wind dries the water from off your hands. That's exactly what this wind did. 
God controlled the wind. Not only did he take the wind and he controlled the waters at the Red Sea, but he made dry ground where the waters used to be. And God brought the wind out here for Noah. And not only did it receive the water off the earth, but it dried the land. God controls everything, folks. God is sovereign. Look at me. If he can control the wind, don't you think he can control a circumstance in your life? An act of power. By the way, I think this is very interesting. It would seem while the waters increased that there was no wind. That means as the rains were coming down and, and, and literally the foundations of the earth were split and the waters began to rise, as the flood began to come, there were no wind. But when, as soon as God wanted it, He brought the wind. He held it back and He started it. Dear friend, just like He can control the wind, He can control circumstances in your life to bring you closer to Him. An act of power. Oh, the power of God. Number four this morning, I want you to see an act of patience. Now, I want you to look at verse six, if you would, of Genesis chapter eight. We'll go through this very quickly, but I want you to notice this. We have an interesting story. Noah sends out a raven. Now, at first you would say, well, why is that? Send out a raven, and the raven never came back. Raven went to and fro, kept going back and forth, but the raven never came back. Then the Bible says seven days later, he put out a dove, and that dove came back to him. And then seven days later, he put out a dove again, and that dove came back to him. And then seven days later, he put out a dove again, and that dove came back to him. Now you say, preacher, what was going on here? Well, now listen very closely. The fact that Noah sent forth that dove the second time, seven days after the first time, and we believe the first time he sent out the dove was seven days after he sent out the raven. So that means this, he sent out the raven, seven days later he sent out a dove, seven days later he sent out the dove again, seven days later he sent out the dove again. What does this show us? What do we do every seven days? We go to church. Do you know that Noah was observing the Sabbath? Obviously what we would call Saturday. And Noah was observing that Sabbath every seven days. Now, why is this so important to us? Because I believe that he sent out that raven on the Sabbath, and then he sent out the dove the next Sabbath, and he sent out the dove again the next Sabbath, and he sent out the dove again on the next Sabbath. Why? Because he was worshiping God. And on the Sabbath, he expected blessings from heaven, provisions from God, and he sent out those doves. Can I ask you something, dear friend? Do you expect blessings from God when you show up at church? Do you come expecting to get something from God or do we come to leave? An act of patience. Look at me, dear friend. Noah let God do his work in his time. Now, I find it very interesting here. Psalm 5 verse 3 says this, My voice shalt thou hear in the morning, O Lord, in the morning will I direct my prayer unto thee and will look up. The window was obviously at the top of the ark. Noah had to look up on the Sabbath and he released a raven. And that raven never came back. Why is that? Well, a raven obviously is a ravenous bird. Ravens feed on dead animals. And obviously as that raven was released, he never came back. Because obviously that raven went and found some dead animal somewhere, probably floating. 
as the waters were receding, dead animals were probably everywhere. And that raven would go feed on that. So seven days later, Noah realized, I can't leave the ark yet. Then he put out a dove. And the dove, finding no place of rest, obviously a dove is a picture of what? It's a picture of peace. And it's also in the Bible a picture of the holy what? Spirit. He sends out the dove. He goes back twice and seven days later sends out the dove again. And the Bible says, notice this if you would. I think this is very interesting. That Noah would receive him back into the ark. You say, preacher, what does all this mean? The dove is an emblem of humility. A gracious soul. A raven is the opposite. No solid peace or no satisfaction will you find in this world. This dove that was a picture of humility and peace couldn't find any place of rest in this world. And he kept returning to the ark. That raven fed on this world. And when he left, he stayed gone. Dear friend, do you know that you and I are to be like the dove? We're not supposed to find a place to rest on this earth. You and I are supposed to continually come back to the ark. There's nothing out there for us. There's no place of rest for us. Only the ark. Also pictured here, listen to me, is law and grace. What we are told here is that Noah, as he sent forth this ravenous bird, this rough bird, this angry bird, this raven, as he sent it out, no peace was found. Remember what the Bible says about the law, that the law was sent to bring us to Christ, but the law doesn't save you, and the law can't save you, and the fulfillment of the law can't. But then he sent out a dove, meaning the Holy Spirit, and dear friend, I'm here to tell you, the law can't save you, but grace can. Amen. Psalm 55, 6, And I said, Oh, that I had wings like a dove, for then would I fly away and be at rest. What does the olive branch mean, preacher? Well, obviously the Bible says that finally that bird, that dove, came back with an olive branch in his mouth. And Noah knew then that the trees were shown because that dove was able to take that olive branch from off that tree. That olive branch, obviously, which is an emblem of peace and is still used today, we present the olive branch out of peace. Listen to me. It was brought not by a bird of prey, but by a humble bird. And dear friend, you will not find peace through anger. You will only find peace in your life through humility. I want you to notice number five. We see an act of justification. We're almost done this morning. An act of justification. Look at verse 15. God spake unto Noah, saying, Go forth of the ark, thou and thy wife and thy sons and thy sons' wives with thee. Bring forth with thee every living thing that is with thee of all flesh, both of fowl and of cattle and of every creeping thing, that they may breed abundantly in the earth, be fruitful and multiply upon the earth. Look at verse 18. And Noah went forth, and his sons, and his wife, and his sons' wives with him. Every beast, every creeping thing, every fowl, and whatsoever creepeth upon the earth after their kinds went forth out of the ark. Do you understand what is happening here? This is a picture of justification. Mankind was evil. God said, I'm going to destroy mankind. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. And Noah, because he believed and trusted in what God said, entered into the ark. 
and he was saved. And when all mankind was destroyed and every living thing was destroyed and the ark rested, just like obviously Jesus when he died on the cross, he rose again from the grave. And the Bible says he ascended back to heaven and he is seated or resting at the right hand of the throne of God. Once that ark rested, look at me, God opened the door. And these eight individuals and all these animals came out and God said, All right, go, multiply, be fruitful. I will never do this to mankind again like I just did this. You say, Preacher, I don't get it. Look at me. What Noah and his family and all these animals were given was a fresh start. We see a picture of forgiveness. Everything's been done. Judgment's been done. But now that you put your trust in the ark that God had provided, now you have a fresh start. Now you have a new beginning. Now it's as if all is forgotten. All is forgiven. Now you can start over. And dear friend, that's exactly what happened the day you put your faith and trust in Christ. Once you enter the ark of salvation, God opened that door again and said, All right, you've got a fresh start. What happened over here will never be remembered again. That was then, this is now. You go, enjoy your life, serve God, do something with it, because you've been forgiven. Amen. Dear friend, I don't know if you and I could ever understand really the point of justification. Thank you for listening today. We hope you received a blessing from our broadcast. The Kerwin Baptist Church is located at 4520 Old Hollow Road in Kernersville, North Carolina. You may also contact us by phone at 336-993-5192 or via the web at kerwinbaptistchurch.com. Enjoy our services live and all our media on our website and church app. Thank you for listening to the Kerwin broadcast today. God bless you.